Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, a live episode of the Disney Dining Show coming to you from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Sean Falk. Hi. Denny Sunderly. Hi there. And our producer, Corey Fiascanaro. Hey, everybody. So welcome, folks, to the show. Hope uh, your week has gone as good as could be expected under the circumstances. Um, and uh, just uh, we thought today for something different, uh, we would. This was Fiasco's idea, and I really liked it. Uh, uh, talking about what we're craving now that all the Disney restaurants are closed. Um, so I thought we, you know, I thought it was a great idea for a topic. Plus, I think we'll uh, open it up for some Q and A in a little bit. Just uh, you know, it's a Friday afternoon. Why not? Um, but, uh, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So the fact that, you know, especially for those of us who live here, um, the ability to just, you know, go on down a property and have dinner or grab lunch or whatever, um, that's, that's a regular part of living in Orlando. And uh, not having it, and it, it, you, you start to notice it. And somebody asked with some Facebook questions similar to this recently. Um, if the, I think the question was, if Disney would deliver, what would you order? Yeah. And I think I answered uh, 24 buckets of uh, 20, 24 buckets of uh, bacon and eggs from the Wave and a Barry Manilow CD. And then I'll just sit in the corner uh, with a fork and the bucket and the Barry Manilow CD in the dark <laughs> and cry and eat my bacon and yeah. eggs. <laughs> That is what I I am missing the most yeah. right now, um, and like it's almost become obsessive. The thought process, like it's, I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> my favorite dish on property, um, but you know, it is it is what it is. What about you, Danny? What are you craving? Okay, so I'm right there with you with the bacon and eggs from the Wave. That is a family favorite of ours now um, because of you. It's all your fault, Pete. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, it's um, it's just perfect, and you could get it's only on the dinner menu and as an appetizer. But if you're there. They have a, a magnificent breakfast buffet at the Wave. So if you're there at breakfast time, you can find the Tillamook cheddar grits on the breakfast buffet. So there's you get at least a little, you know, piece of the dish, even if you can't have the whole thing. But yeah, but you see the magic yeah. of that dish. The magic of that yes. dish is yes. the combination of the perfectly poached uh, yes. egg. The uh, maple glazed pork belly. I'm killing myself because I haven't eaten yet. And the Tillamook cheddar uh, (laughs) grits. Yeah. And it's that blend. I mean, individually, they're all very good. But when you blend them all together, oh, my God. It's It's divine. It's just divine. There's there's nothing I would change about that dish. So what else? Is there another? Is there something else you're craving? Um. Me personally, right about now, I would love the Cobb salad from the Hollywood Brown Derby in Disney's Hollywood Studios. I would love that beyond measure because we'll go in and just have that as dinner. We'll have that paired with the rolls with the butter that's crusted with the French sea salt. Anything with French sea salt on it is just perfect. So, yes, I would love 
the our famous Cobb salad from Hollywood Brown Derby right about now. Sean, what are you craving? Um, so I am somebody I don't do. Um, I, like I don't even I don't get delivery a lot. Uh, as far I don't use like Uber Eats or anything. Um, I don't usually go through drive-throughs either. I will go sit inside, even at fast food. Like even at McDonald's, I go sit inside the restaurant because that so when i thought about it i'm like oh you know california grill and i'm like but the whole thing is the atmosphere and i want to see the fireworks and even though the food is amazing too um or even like uh takumite was one that you know pete and i had in february and i really 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 want to eat and but i'm like being in that environment i don't know that i'd like it as much in my house without the the whole experience, I guess, of that. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta scale back and think what, what comfort things of Disney that I like. Um, so I would love to have the pineapple upside down Dole Whip cake, uh, like that they have over in Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. That's that's just something that like connects me with the parks at this point. Um, I I had it the first time we were doing on the Tuesday shows. We used to do like a live segment where. Uh, Steve would be filmed inside the park and I volunteered to go with him one day and I never ever volunteered to do it again because we were there for like an hour started and he was like let's go ahead and get a, a pineapple dole whip and I'm like well it's gonna melt before the show starts and he's like no 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 it's fine and I'm like well it's not because it's gonna melt before the show and obviously it melted so we i think we ended up having to buy like four or five of them by the time get it so i ate a lot of them that day and i was like wow this is a really really good thing uh it was phenomenal and now it connects me to kingdom as far as a, a snack goes yep so i'm just craving that for some reason some stuff from alani too but like i can't get there anytime soon so i'm yeah well I'm missing i was a lot <clears throat> I wasn't going to broaden this to outside Disney World. Yeah, but, you know, we broaden it to outside Disney World. We're going to be here for yeah. A I, know. Hours. I just I just had I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Where I was like, oh, like I miss Alani. Like uh, that was it was so relaxing. So, right. well, Fiasco, what about you? Yeah, so I have a number of things I mentioned before on previous dining shows that you can actually order some things from Disney World. Uh, if you're a very close-by local, uh, things like Wolfgang Puck Express and Earl's Sandwich, uh, you can DoorDash those things from Disney Springs, which is awesome. You can't do that right now because all of the Disney Springs restaurants are closed down. You can't even go there, um, so you can't DoorDash it. But if Disney delivered right now, I would get those Caribbean pull-apart rolls from Sebastian's. Those are probably the top thing I'm craving right now are those rolls and those dipping oils. I think a big part of this is because... Um, before everything closed, I was already craving Sebastian's a lot because it's a favorite of mine, but it's not so much a favorite of Haley's. We share a lot of the same favorite restaurants, but Sebastian's is not one of them. Uh, she has trouble. It's, it's a more inventive menu, uh, which I give Disney credit for, but it's not for everybody. And for my wife specifically, she's, she's had a hard time finding something for an entree that she really likes there. But the Caribbean pull-apart rolls, I have not heard a single bad thing about them. And if I could get those delivered right now, Disney would be easily making a hundred bucks a day off of me because I would be <laughs> I would be ordering four four orders of them for lunch and dinner, eat them throughout the whole day, and just 
just keep them coming. Just literally keep them coming. Okay. Uh, but besides that, Dole Whip for sure. Um, I know there's recipes of how to make your own Dole Whip online. I've never tried it, but I have um, tried Dole Whip from other locations like Menchie's and stuff like that and other ice cream stores that get it for limited time offerings and things. Uh, but it's just never the same. Like, it's just, like, even like getting a Dole Whip in Disney Springs. Um, it's just not the same as getting it at Magic Kingdom for me. Like, like it's yeah. like, or the Polynesian. I feel like the Polynesian and MK are on the same consistency, but all the other locations, like, it's great, it's Dole Whip, but there's just something about it um, that's a little different, and I'm craving a Magic Kingdom Dole Whip right now, like, a lot. Um, besides that, uh, I, unlike Sean, I have utilized DoorDash, and... There is one place off property that I, I do fancy a filet at that I've gotten. I know there's places I haven't tried yet, like Linda's that Pete swears by, but I do like my Outback Steakhouse here in Kissimmee. Uh, I have DoorDashed them um, recently. But besides that, I mean, I'm really craving a Disney steak. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Disney steak, but it tastes a little bit more magical than, than your everyday uh, regular steak. So I'm really, really craving Yeah, that. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that yeah, far. I, um, I I would also say I'm really, really, really craving the the uh, cornbread and salad at Hoopty Doo. Um, I just uh, I love that. I always fill up too much on it anyway, and I could that could be a whole meal for me. Well, you know, I, I was eat that and survive off of it this whole time. I was thinking as we were talking, I, I started thinking about the Hoopty Doo cornbread because. Um, you know, I have the recipe for that, and I've made that many, many times. I always make it over the, especially over the holidays, and so and it comes out exactly the way yeah, it does yep. for Hoopty Doo. Um, but also um, that teriyaki sauce they use uh, at uh, Ohana mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. easily made at home. Um, so I think I'm gonna uh, after this, I'll put something up. I'll, I'll post both of those recipes for anybody who doesn't have it, because uh, those are things that you can easily order from like Instacart or a grocery delivery service. Um, they're not. There's no exotic. You know, a lot of the Disney uh, recipes. There's going to be stuff in there that, like, okay, I'm not getting that at Publix. Um, but you know, those were definitely two. I mean, there's more than that, but. Uh, those are the two staples that I've used multiple times. So um, now I'm going to have to go make those things because <laughs> I'm talking about them. And I should never – I've learned this over the years. I should never do the dining shows yeah. hungry. Yeah. No. Um, but, That's uh, exactly yeah, right. I got a question from, uh, from chat real quick that I'm curious on all y'all's opinions about. I'll bring it up right now. Um, anyone craving Beverly? So this is something that uh, I don't know. Maybe you can still get it on the top of the Coca-Cola building. But uh, with with Club Cool closed, uh, we're unable to get all of our favorite free sodas from around the world. Beverly, not my favorite. I don't like Beverly at all. I know some people say, oh, I love it. Uh, and I think all okay, the, people- the only people – hold on. Let me just jump in here. The only people craving Beverly – are the same people who are craving getting coronavirus. <laughs> okay? Um, because you have, like, let, let's just, you know, Beverly's a skank. And that's her soda. I, yeah, I don't, it, we, we talked about it when we went to Italy because I never saw this drink anywhere. 
okay. pill. I never saw it on a menu. I'm like, I don't, it's not a popular drink even there. So I don't know how it ever made it onto markets or what the market is for this drink. I'm not sure. Um, you might have better luck at the world of Coke in Atlanta. Um, I don't know if you're trying to do that. They also have like a 200 flavor. So you can really broaden your horizons even beyond club cool. But I don't think anyone's craving Beverly and be really surprised yeah. if they were. That's an I mean, odd question to come in from chat. Sparberry was always my favorite at Club Cool. It was never, never Beverly. Yeah, mine's so. got to be like- uh, Inca-Cola. Inca-Cola is Good. fantastic, and you can also get it at Publix, which is even better. Yep. Oh. Yep. We did I have like a- the Japanese carrot one. I can't remember. Ooh. Beta something? Yeah. I think oh, it was yeah, like yeah. Beta, beta Veggie's pretty beta good, drink too. Or whatever. There yeah. was a question that came in from chat from Clarissa who asked if we were when we want to pig out where do we go um for me that's trails end hands down i love trails end and i love all the choices that you get and uh there is something literally for everyone on the menu well trails end yeah i I definitely agree with that uh trails end uh not just the amount of food but the variety of it uh makes it a really good place to go to pig out. But I also feel that way about Ohana um, mm. because they'll keep bringing more back. I mean, sometimes you have to rough up the, the servers um, A, to get either get their attention <clears throat> or stop them from pushing you out the door. But, you know, that, that being accepted, um, Ohana, you know, I really like it when you're staying at the Polynesian and you can order Ohana from room service and then you can just be as disgusting as you want. No one's judging. And there's nobody to judge you. Yeah. In your bathrobe. In your, in your bathrobe <laughs> with the Barry Manilow playing yeah. in the dark. Okay. Um, yeah. For, but uh, for me, yeah, it's so a, that, that, yes, yeah, yes, sorry for me, for me, it's guarding grill breakfast, uh, hands down. And that's actually probably going to be my first meal. <laughs> Uh, when everything reopens is garden grill breakfast um, that so I've actually ruined my day with garden grill breakfast before completely ruined my day one vacation uh, it was the fullest I've ever been in my entire life because we went there early in the morning for breakfast on one of our vacations on our Epcot day and we ended up going through two full cinnamon buns and then a third one came and like we also like we barely even got our skillet yet at this point but then i also felt like i need to get my money's worth and i'll just like cancel our lunch reservation whatever so i tried to eat as much as the skillet as i could too and like i just got i just got sick and i like i basically had to tap out for the rest of that day and go back to the room and like we didn't go back out until like five because i was just so disgustingly full like just but that doesn't change my love for the restaurant. I love Garden Grill. And whenever I want to yeah, go overboard, see, that's the place I go. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never do that with breakfast because I don't – I rarely yeah. eat breakfast. And when I do eat breakfast, I don't eat a big one. Uh, it's always going to be later on in the day uh, if I'm going to yeah. do that. So, But um, what about you, Sean? What's your favorite place to pick out? I know the place I end up ordering the most is usually Il Molino over at the Swan and Dolphin. Um, I haven't been in a while, but there, I mean, of course it's Italian food, so it's already really heavy, but it's, I mean, I just love, I have like these, I think they're Arancini 
balls or something on their uh, appetizer menu. They're phenomenal. I, th- that's the place I go where I'm like, I, I don't know when I'm going to be back here again. So I got to order like both appetizers I like. And well, Sean, that's you're... what I feel like picking out for me is this where I'm like, what? If you could repeat that because you broke up uh, uh, and dropped out. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. your your connection's yeah, uh, a little because, dodgy. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Is it better? It's no. okay right now. After Aaron Cheney balls. Oh yeah. Um, so I would get that. I get you know I'll get like two appetizers, a full entree, the whole nine yards at that restaurant. So it's that's the one where I'm like, this is picking out because I'm like I'm gonna buy all this stuff because I'm so scared that I won't be here for a while. So I yeah. need to, I need to go and get by what I can and eat it. And that's the few that I'm like, okay, let's, let's go crazy. And of course, like every dining review we do, yeah. See, I'm I, always I, really stuffed. So. <laughs> See, I'm just, you know, I think more than anything, more than any one particular dish or anything, I'm just craving being able to go back yeah. and eat wherever. You know, yeah. um, uh, that's the that's the weird thing is that it's not, you know what? I, it's been going on week four now that I've been in the house. Um, I've gone four weeks before without going onto property to eat um, and never felt like, oh, God, I need to get down there. So, I, you know, it is definitely that aspect of you can't. Right. Um that I, I think is like making me like, all right. So I think we're going to have like a bazillion dining reviews yeah. in the week <laughs> after Disney reopens because we're all going to be on property eating our and, faces off. Exactly. Eating, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Danielle is asking in the chat, what cliche snack are y'all missing? Even if you normally used to pass it by. Cliche snack. Yes. Well, Fiasco let let off with uh, Dole Whip, and that's as cliche sure. a snack at Disney World as you're going to get. But I'm trying to think. I usually don't pass by Dole Whip, though. It's cliche. Yeah. It's like it's 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 right there with the, the cliche snacks. But like I'd say, at least thirty three percent of the time, one out of every three Magic Kingdom trips, a Dole Whip ends up in my hand, which I think is a pretty good a pretty good uh, average. Okay. It's it, it's not a it's not a all the time snack, but I am missing the uh, the fillet snack. I got so you have mine at the Canadian booth. Okay, um, just because it's that little bite of fillet mignon. It's you know not having to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to go sit and have a full meal at La Cellier, but uh, you know that one I can't get all the time anyway. So I could not get it even if the parks were open. But I could go for one. And I really have to thank you because now cheddar cheese soup and pretzel bread <laughs> is yeah. in my head. Yeah. Because uh, that's something you can get from that. Uh, you can get the cheddar cheese soup anyway from yeah. the uh, from the kiosk during food and wine. Um, but, yeah, let's add that to the list of things I'm craving now. Yeah. Mine. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Mine. Um, hi, Danielle. So mine is going to be the Frushi. I. 
I don't know what I was thinking not having Frushi before this year's Flower and Garden Festival, but I didn't. And I heard all the amazing, you know, oh, it's so fantastic. And I went, okay, whatever. And then I had it and I went, oh my gosh, it's fantastic. I would love Frushi right about now. I was just thinking about it earlier. I wrote it on my little list here. So, you know, call it cliche or, or not, it's the Frushi for me. Yeah, I I don't know that I have. The, like, I'm not I'm not a big snack guy, um, to be honest with you. I'm just never was. So, I mean, the first thing that came into my head was a Mickey bar. Yeah. And even though you can get those in Publix, you know, I'll go back to what Kevin always says. Kevin Close always says, um, it you know it, it's the same thing, but it just tastes better on Main Street. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. There's something. There are certain foods that are definitely made better by the atmosphere, yeah. that wouldn't hold Absolutely. up quite as well outside. Oh, of yeah. yeah. So if I had we, to pick one, it's that. So another question is asking, what is the f- best restaurant for two adults that are out on a date night? Mm. I know. I, I mean, to me, it's definitely either it's either California Grill or Takumite. Just depending on what you like. I mean, California can see the fireworks, but even if you don't see the fireworks, people always throw that out there. But if you don't, you don't. And that's, that's, it's still an amazing experience. Um, and then Takumite is really expensive, but it's just so, so good. That's Pete and I have just talked about it ever since we went uh, and just wanted to get back there. So um, yeah. I think that's the perfect thing for two adults on a date night i wouldn't uh i i I wouldn't overlook um i wouldn't overlook flying fish uh either for that uh great atmosphere incredible food and then afterwards you're there on the boardwalk you know and uh you can kind of walk the boardwalk walk that loop around crescent lake uh by the swan dolphin and the yacht and beach club uh, that's really romantic. They can be really romantic in the evening mm-hmm. after a nice meal, a, a, a leisurely stroll, maybe head down into Jelly Rolls. Um, so I think the boardwalk is well suited for a date night, mm-hmm. uh, personally. So, and which, yeah, I agree. what's your answer to that fiasco? I can't speak to Takumi Takes. I haven't been there, but I, for, for me, I'd have to ask you a follow up question and ask you if you want to. You want to dress nice. If you want to dress nice for the restaurants I've been to, I'd definitely say uh, California Grill or maybe even Citricos. However, uh, if you want just kind of like a leisurely date, because not all dates have to be like a, like a nice, nice dinner, uh, I wouldn't overlook Geyser Point. I think it's a nice little quiet, secluded place in Wilderness Lodge with a fairly affordable menu. It's nice. It's a nice, beautiful open space. You can get uh, you can get a little private table, uh, looking out at the lake, like a- away from like the actual bar area too. Uh, it's really, really nice. And I mean, the difference is you can be you you can feel comfortable in your regular park clothes or whatever you're wearing, uh, and the bill's gonna be like twenty five bucks opposed to like a hundred plus whatever your your bills ends up being at a. Uh, at California Grill, so it depends. I think it depends on the person, but those were those are some of the options I would go for. Keep, yeah, keep talking. So I, I can would, do something here. Okay. Okay, and I would go to the France Pavilion. So either um, Chef de France 
for Monsieur Paul. My hubby and I had one of our anniversary meals at Monsieur Paul and had the most amazing um, table by the window, incredible meal. Um, Chefs de France is less expensive, and that's the restaurant, the dining location downstairs. And there is something magical about the amber glow of the lights in that space. So if I'm walking by and I'm not eating there, I want to be eating there like every single time because it just looks um, so romantic and so magical. Inside. Let me just and let me just cut in. Let me just cut in real quick because I'm not sure how long she's going to stay like this. <laughs> But I let everybody see Dolly being all oh, cute. Baby. Um, yeah. Oh, she is. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. Um, but look how big she's gotten. She's a big baby. <laughs> she is. She's a forty-five. <laughs> she's a forty-five pounds now. So wow. big girl. Big girl, but very sweet, and she's doing well. So she wanted to say hi to everybody. I'm sorry, Denny. Go ahead. No, that's that was about it. It's just um, I I agree, Pete, with flying fish as well. Uh, equally, um, just magnificent experience. Not only is the um, dining location itself lovely, it, just the food, the service, just top notch. And uh, somebody in chat asked. I I have a question. Oh, sorry, somebody in chat. Go ahead, John. Okay. Oh, let's try. I was so going to say, I have, I have a question. Um, where would you guys, someone, like, if you don't like your mother-in-law and she's come to town and you're like, huh, like, let's, let's go, like, like, where's the place you go where you're like, yeah, don't really care for them. Like, we're going to take them to this place. Well, so. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've never used restaurants as passive aggressive family relationship i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying if you were no because i was thinking if i was going on an uncomfortable like a date that i wasn't sure about i would want to do character dining because i'm like well at least there's like something to break that up because it might be kind of awkward and then i was like well i guess if i didn't like some like them like where would where would i go so i didn't know if you could think of anywhere that you're just like oh where would you go oh i'd take them to boat rides like there's, if I just never wanted to see them again, like that's that's an easy, that's an easy oh, way. Well, there's that. This, there's that. This took I mean, a sharp left here somewhere. Yeah. I'm not sure. What I just I just thought the opposite. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Piasco? Uh, we got a question in chat here that I think is. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, what is the best place to take a vegan date? Um, for me, the answer is go to the wave. I think the Waves vegan options uh, are phenomenal. They've changed uh, throughout the months and you know throughout the years, but they're always amazing. Even before like Disney was on the vegan bandwagon, uh, because I so I try a lot of vegan options and people are like, oh, Fiasco's not even vegan, but he tries all these vegan options. I actually was vegan uh, when I first got out of the service. My diet consisted of like nine energy drinks a day. Uh, pizza rolls and like microwave chicken nuggies. So my like that on top of not sleeping very well. Did he just call them nuggies? Oh yeah, yes. that's what you got. Eleven. That's what you gotta call them. That's what you gotta call them. But, no, no, you don't really. But my uh, my blood pressure was awful, so I was like, I- I'm gonna get this in check. And I actually went vegan for about nine months. I got my blood pressure in check, and it's still in check. But uh, but I I rapidly lost weight because anybody who has done a vegan diet successfully knows 
that it's actually quite difficult to do it right. Um, but I still do enjoy the options uh, options occasionally. And uh, back when I was actually full-fledged vegan and going on Disney World trips, the wave was just the best. Uh, it's always been yeah. the best, and I think it still holds the title today. No, no it hasn't. It was terrible, terrible for a number of years, um, just in general. Well, I don't know vegan, about the vegan options. Vegan dishes. Yeah. Vegan well, dishes. Yeah, I was going to say well, the I've same thing, Fiasco. My youngest is vegan, and when um, you're dining at the Wave, there are there are options available to you, and they know exactly what is and is not, and what'll be able to you know they'll be able to transform a dish into a vegan option. It's just been a really a really great thing. I think for vegans, uh, go to Fort Wilderness and just eat uh, grass and twigs. <laughs> Um, and it's a cheap date, and it is it's vegan. My, my my immediate thought was Garden Grill, but because of um because of the main salad and stuff, I, do y'all have any that goes with that? I mean, is there enough there for somebody who is vegan? I mean, it rarely gets um, I think that's on the fancy side, so it's not. I I think Garden Grill's a, a rough pick for vegans just because yeah. even though there are options that come mm-hmm. out that are vegan, you're still paying that fixed price and you're missing yeah. out on like 60% of the offerings. Uh, but as far as like an all-you-can-eat meal goes, you can head over to Whispering Canyon. That has a killer option. You you still have the fixed price of like $30 or whatever, but you can get a full vegan skillet uh, that's literally yeah. just vegan options. Uh, and I had that... Um, in a dining review we did previously, and it was it was awesome. It was great. Um, I think Sean might be uh, reconnecting okay. because uh, okay. of his connection issues. But um, all right, so what about some? So let's please let's talk about anything other than vegan right now. Oh, okay. Um, because <laughs> like I, I've hung in there, I've hung in there as long as I could, but well, somebody you've now pushed the limits yeah. of my discussion on vegan. Somebody yeah. else asked me uh, a fiasco. How can uh, the comments gone now? But uh, how can you live with yourself ordering a well done steak? And to correct that, I order medium well now, thanks to Pete. Pete pushed me towards the medium well, but uh, it just happens to be um, what my entire family ordered growing up. I really hadn't had a non well done piece of red meat until you know, I was and look, and 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 well done steak is fine if you're going to go to Sizzler. Um, but if you're going someplace and you're going to spend fifty, sixty dollars on a steak, you are destroying it by cooking it well done. If you are that concerned about medium temperature meat, then you probably shouldn't eat it. But I mean, I think, I look, I think you know, for some like people, well done, if you like well done, and that's just the fine. I'm, I'm just saying, but generally speaking, for a good steak, you're just destroying it by cooking it well, personally. I, I think for some people, it's the taste of blood they don't like. I mean, with my family, they always did, they always cooked uh, well done steak, and I never liked steak growing up because I always just found it kind of tough and I just wasn't into it. <laughs> but then once I got, you know, I grew up and I started going off to like, business meals and that kind of stuff and i would get medium rare or medium i was like oh i really enjoy this this is i like it this way but my family they all every single one of them order order well done and they want it 
pretty much burnt as much as they yeah. can because they they do not want that taste of they say the, the blood is like a metallic-y taste and i'm like i don't get that but like i i guess okay i uh i i i don't particularly care for the taste of blood either you know what with not being a vampire yeah. um but i've never identified you know i don't i don't eat rare meat i don't like rare meat um but I always order it medium. I've never once felt like, wow, I really taste blood here. Um, so I don't know. For me, I, I don't. I, I think rare, yeah, you might get some of that that juice. To, but um, To add a bit more perspective to it from like somebody like myself um, who, like I mentioned, I was vegan at one point. So like that nine months that I was vegan, when I came back off of being vegan, like – it was not just an easy transition. It wasn't just like one day I was like, I'm going to eat everything I used to eat again. Uh, it was kind of a difficult transition and like certain things did make me sick. But even like still to this day, if I get like a tough piece of chicken, like a piece of chicken that might be a little bit like rubbery or, or tough, like some people might just be like, oh, that's gross. Like that's not a great piece of chicken. For me, it's like, it's like gag inducing. It's disgusting. Um, but <laughs> we're kind of getting off the rails here for, for as far as cravings and talking about things we don't like. But as far as, uh, as, far as like, steak is concerned, um, I like when I can just, like, it's just, like, a soft, tender piece of meat opposed to, like, like something more uh, gamey and tough. So what I found is, like, the rarer the steak, the more chews it kind of takes. Um, and those those increasing amounts of chews that I need to take kind of like makes it less appealing to me. So yeah, just kind of a little bit of perspective from, from me on that. There's um there's a question in chat that says, what is the best restaurant that you can usually get without an ADR? Mm. Uh huh. I mean, you're talking about walk up. Well, the, here, here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of restaurants you can get without an ADR if, if, if you're willing to eat at the bar. Um, so seating at the bar is never a uh, is never reserved. So it's first come first serve. So uh, when Emeralds used to be open over at uh, City Walk by Universal, uh, that's pretty much where I what I would do. I would just do a walk up and sit at the bar. Um, shy of that. Um, the wave is usually, you know, I hate to keep pushing the same thing, but the wave is usually readily available. And the fact that it's the fact that it is, uh, uh, you know, five minute walk from the magic kingdom, from the front gate of the magic kingdom. It's a great place. Just even for breakfast, lunch or dinner, go just take a break. Um, it's easy enough to walk over there. A grand Floridian cafe is another one. Uh, if we're talking about the Magic Kingdom area, Grand Floridian Cafe is another one that's pretty easy uh, to get yeah. into. Uh, Morocco, uh, I'm pretty sure Morocco and Epcot will pay you to come and eat there. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's almost always empty. Um, that's one you de- you literally can just walk up and be like, we want to sit down. Because like, they get so some excited. Will, yeah, there are some where they, uh, you know, it, it, they'll say like, oh, you still need a reservation. And I'm like, OK, so I'll like have to pull up the phone and just click, hey, five minutes from now, I have a reservation that just, you know, I just made. But uh, in Morocco, they definitely are like 
nope, you can sit down right away. And we they literally just write it down. And they're like, yep, let's go sit down. Yeah, but it's always so empty. Um, yeah, not. Model Melrose, as far as Hollywood Studios, um, is usually the most available there, except like Sci-Fi Dine-In. But of the of the other restaurants, uh, Mama Melrose, more than likely, is your best. Um, and I can't think of anything for Animal Kingdom, really. That's... Mm, yeah. I I don't know. I think I think Sanaa's probably at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Sanaa's probably oh, yeah, Sanaa. fairly easy to get into, but I think there were times where even that's yeah. that's a challenge. Um, Pete, I, Pete, I agree with your list completely. With what I'm, um, I mean, uh, Grand Floridian Cafe, both that and the Wave are two of our regulars that will kind of pull up. Grand Floridian Cafe is is number one regular that will kind of be able to pull up and and grab and i even have the miso glazed salmon on the list of things i'm missing right now so that miso glazed salmon at the cafe i love it so those those are fantastic options um and of course there's plenty of of counter service you don't need an adr for that is starting to rival um some of the sit down experiences that you can have on property something like satuli canteen you actually feel like you are eating something that is just legit good because it is it's legit mm-hmm. good um and you don't have to stress over having an adr so. yeah i agree yeah the, the list that you guys plugged for the uh the wave and grand florian cafe was literally exactly what i was going to say i would i would add sebastian's to that um, and mainly, I would just say, if you're here on Disney property on vacation, you didn't book an ADR, and you're you know really wanting a good dinner, I'd say look towards the hidden gems at the resorts. You know, look to the resorts. Um, the the most popular options in the parks are going to book out the fastest, and uh, a lot of times, like even on the busiest times of year, you'll look at uh at at, at the app and you'll see you know the waves available grand floridian cafe is available sebastian's is available um lately i've seen kona is available i've always said that kona is not my um not my favorite i did try it actually the last um the last sit down experience i had before um before disney closed was at was at kona because i've been saying i'm going to go back and try it and i did and the the jury's still out. I'm gonna try dinner, but I didn't love my lunch entree. But the wings are great. The I, I, wings are great. Oh, okay. I know my I, my connection's not great, so you might be able to hear me. But um, uh, no, you, it's better now. It's yeah. better now. Okay. If you're, it's raining, so I, I don't know if that has something to do with it. But um, I uh, if you're with kids, I think I, I tell a lot of my clients a really great option is um, the. Uh, food court at art of animation um if you're staying at pop century honest to god even if you're staying over at riviera i i would still get on the skyliner and go over to art of animation and eat at the food court with my kids before i'd eat at the quick service option at riviera um not that it's terrible it's just the one at art of animation is so good and they have so many options and everybody can get what they want i i think that's a really really good option for for families, especially with picky eaters or young kids or anything. It's a good tour of the hotel as well. This is, you know, I remember when Art of Animation first opened and we checked out that food court and raved about it. And I remember saying, I don't know if it was in a show or somewhere, saying that 
you know, I think this is going to be the wave now of food courts moving forward and that they would they would retrofit existing food courts because it was so successful and everybody loved it. And I'm really surprised that they haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that they haven't because anytime you talk about food courts in any informed circle of people, anytime you talk about food courts at the resorts, art of animation is always like the first thing out of people's mouth. Yeah. How good it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they haven't. Um, uh, why they haven't kind of replicated that model more um, because it works. So I was always surprised by that. So Uh, Pete, Paul Krieger wants to know if, uh, if it's Paul Krieger, Paul say his name, right? Paul Krieger. I'm sorry, Paul. Uh, I'll pull his come up, come up, comment up on the screen right now. He wants to know that. Would you eat that meatless sloppy Joe again? If you could go to the parks right now. You're going to take one for the team? No, because if I could go to the parks right now, I'd get coronavirus. So, um, uh, look, that when I tell you that that meatless sloppy Joe at uh, Cosmic Rays, Cosmic yeah. Rays was arguably the absolute worst thing I've ever tasted anywhere at any Disney anything in the world. <laughs> Ever, okay. I don't want to over wow. oversell that that reaction, but that is exactly how bad that was. And it's not that I am averse to a meatless dish, because by contrast, just a maybe not even a week before I had that dish, I ordered um, over. Oh God, what at the uh, at the wave? Masala. The tikka masala at the wave. Mm-hmm. That, and I wasn't reviewing it. I had tried it when it first came out, and I ordered it as a second dish because I wasn't going to take the chance. I mean, I wanted to eat, so I wasn't going to take the chance that it wasn't going to be any good. It was so good, I ended up eating that. Um, And then the next time I went back to the wave, I ordered that as my main course. So I will eat it when it's good. Mm -hmm. This was like dog food and barbecue sauce. Um, I mean, really. And it, it surprised me because... Every vegan option that I have tried, to be completely honest, all jokes about vegans aside, everything I've tried as Disney has started this new trend has been excellent. Mm -hmm. And then there was Barbecue Alpo. And (laughs) so, no, no. Well, if you're looking for a barbecue plant-based option, when the parks are open again, go to the American Adventure in Epcot and to the Regal Eagle Smokehouse and get the new barbecue jackfruit burger. It is so good and completely plant-based. So if anybody out there needs an option that's barbecue and plant-based, that's, that's a good one. So a big question on multiple people's minds right now um, is when the parks reopen, where is our first stop. Where was the first place we're going to go? I know, for dining? For, no, just like, what's the first park we're each going to go to? I'm missing Epcot the most right now. Yeah. 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 I'm missing Epcot. I started with, I'm definitely going to Epcot. I'm definitely going, especially a flower garden still going on near the back end of it. Catch it. Like catch one of the last days of it or whatever. Um, but I'm starting to lean more towards magic. Like, as every day progresses, I'm like, no, I think the first place I'm going to go is Magic Kingdom. Um, just, like, especially after we did um, 
our best and worst bracket challenge and we talked about all the attractions and stuff like that like and they were just all like flowing into my head I'm like I it's I think it's got to be magic but if you want the best option if you want the best option for social distancing without having it negatively impact your experience mm-hmm. Epcot's your best bet this is true that's yeah. you know really pro- I'm just thinking practically yeah um, that's, that's a park that a absorbs its crowds really well it's a lot of theme park um, and if they're limiting the number of people coming in, mm-hmm. I think Epcot's a great a great solution for that. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. The first um, snack I want, I want to go to uh, Hollywood Studios to Hollywood Scoops and get a big old ice cream sundae with a ton of hot fudge on it and sit there at the foot of the Tower of Terror and just <laughs> and just be. That's that's what I want I'll, to do first. I, I, I'll I'll say what the audience is thinking. I hate skinny people. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Oh whatever. No. Skinny woman gonna go no. sit there and eat a big hot fudge Sunday. And oh look at me, I'm so pretty and thin. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. I could eat it in the corner in the dark with Barry Manilow on too. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, but you're still gonna get up from that corner and be thin. Oh whatever. Thin and gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> oh, so bless like, your heart. God love you. Um, <laughs> We've got another question. What's the best character dining option that is more on the quiet side if you have a child with sensory issues who could have a meltdown? Um, so characters, but more quiet. I still say Garden Grill. Uh, especially you can, you, if you can uh, ask ahead for, for a booth and not a table, especially. Um, okay. the, the, the atmosphere is the land pavilion, so there's going to be a lot of foot traffic walking around outside of it. But it does just peacefully rotate, and you just hear the sound of that water coming from the from the attraction. And the booth is kind of enclosed, so like unless somebody's walking directly by your table, you really don't notice uh, notice the people coming around that much. And also, unless your your seating is at the part where the theater rotates the exit and the entrance of Garden Grill, you're not even really going to see that foot traffic. It's just going to be like you and whatever character is coming by. Um, I, I would say I, I mean, when I was a kid, I had really, really, really bad anxiety issues and it could come on at any spur of the moment where I needed to be out of a certain situation and I would not at all have wanted to go to Garden Grill. I would have never put myself in a spot where I couldn't immediately walk out of a restaurant if I needed to get out. Um, so I, I mean, to me, I would probably say Tusker House. Um, it's very secluded right outside. There's a lot of doors to get out of it very quickly. And it leads into like a little garden area. Um, so I think it's something where if it does become overwhelming, there's that. And then there's also two side rooms, one on each side. And you can ask to be sat in there. Mm-hmm. And it's very secluded. There's only like three or four tables in those sides. So if you want to wait there and then they, it's small, so they only allow one character in at a time. So not too much can really happen um, in there. It seems like a safe, like a more safe zone. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Provided yeah. you can get into those side rooms. Because if you're in the main room and they do that parade, there yeah. is nothing quiet no. and okay about yeah. that. The, the side You have to watch right sensory, dip, if you have to watch the sensory issues, yeah. 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 And they'll yeah. put you there if you ask, if you say like, hey, we'll, we'll wait for a side room and everything. Like that's not, it, I mean, it, it runs pretty consistently. So I've, I've had clients ask about it before and I'm, they've always been pretty happy with it after that. So. So I think from a, a, a from a safe bet, 
perspective, I think Fiasco's right. I think Garden Grill uh, is uh, the best the best option because you know no matter what, it's never rambunctious and loud and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always kind of low key. Character interaction there is phenomenal, yes. and the food is really good. So. You know, on all, you know, because Tusker House is my favorite in in terms of Mm -hmm. uh, character meals, to be honest. Um, But uh, if 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 the noise and the sensory issues are an overriding factor, then I think Garden Grill is your best bet. I would agree with that. And you can kind of um, send a quick little quiet message to the characters that, you know, please not to stop if your child is having a bit of a a tougher time in that moment. Um, And like Pete said, there's, you know, they're not waving napkins over your heads. You know, there's no napkin waving happening at at Garden Grill. So I would I would agree. A lot of people in chat are asking what about Topolinos. And while I think. We're all here a, a fan of Topolino's. I personally love Topolino's. Um, I've been there like four times now. Every time it's been a good experience. Uh, I don't think the character interaction would be friendly in this situation. Just because like every 30 minutes, randomly, they like break out into song and they're like, and they're like running around yeah. and they're doing a dance and they're running up to you. And um, it's also open concept. So you just always see all the people, uh, which can be a little probably anxiety inducing. Um, so I probably would avoid Topolinos. All right. Let's take one more before we wrap up. Um, let me see. I've, I've got one if you want yes. it. Yes. Fire away. Dinner. Okay. Best dessert at a sit-down restaurant. Mm. I know. Okay. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the thing I love that nobody else does, and I'm gonna say the uh, the volcano at Rainforest Cafe. That dessert is phenomenal. It's just the hot chocolate molten cake with that ice cream on top. Like, say no more. See, and I I have to I ha- I'd have to give it to uh, the grapefruit cake at uh, Hollywood Brown Derby. Okay. That is such an amazing cake. That's yes, unique. If you're a cake person, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, mine would be Beaches and Cream. Just anything. The No Way Jose is fantastic. Um, the the hot fudge sundays that you can kind of design on your own are fantastic. And and we'll go there, and I'll eat a little something so that then I can feel like I can have my dessert. Like okay check i ate something i'm a grown-up i'm gonna now pig out on dessert so that's what Sean, what about you i don't think i can think of one offhand you're not um, a big dessert I, guy i don't really get dessert a lot i i like the duo cake in the french pavilion but i mean it's not a sit-down restaurant um but that is that's my go-to and that's the one i always recommend to people um but yeah i don't really i don't really ever order dessert Except what's, when we do dining reviews. What's in the duo cake, Sean? Uh, it is. It's a mound. It's like a. It's a, like a dome shape, and um, it is outside is dark chocolate, which I actually don't like dark chocolate. I like milk much better, but it's a very faint taste of it. Um, and then it's like a uh, 
like a milk chocolate mousse inside of it. And there's also white chocolate around the very bottom perimeter. So, I mean, it is the most chocolatey thing ever. It's like you need to split it. I mean, it's not even that big. It's just so rich that you, you, you really might want to split it with somebody. And it's only like $5, I think, but it's a very filling dessert. Okay. And it's in the... Uh, the, the patisserie in France patisserie yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah it's back there and it's very easy to just go up and get that because usually we'll eat in Epcot and then I'll not get dessert and I'll just wait to go get that whenever we go around the corner yeah and for me if I'm in Epcot I'm going to skip a dessert and I'm going to get that chocolate soft serve at that little kiosk right across uh from the France pavilion that is the yeah. best yeah. best 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 ice cream I've ever tasted I have a non-chocolate dessert that I would rank up there. It's the key lime pie at Olivia's at Old Key West. That is the no, bomb. I, I, I used to say that, but they have cut back on the amount of key lime in the oh. key lime pie. Okay. And, well, now they've, I think they've stopped doing the traditional key lime pie, and they're doing some other weird thing now, which it makes no sense at all. But... Um, I wasn't a fan I, okay. of the key lime dessert I had when I was there last time. Yeah. I see we ordered it in February and I thought it was great. Like mm-hmm. it was so good that I, you could really taste. I thought you could taste the key lime a lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, some people in chat uh, are, are plugging the macaroon ice cream sandwich. Uh, in the, so in the, the France Pavilion, there's multiple places you can get ice cream. My favorite spot is that place right over in the back. I'll skip on saying the name because I will definitely say it wrong. Uh, me and Steve did a review. Oh, I know. It's my favorite thing to listen to you try and pronounce French words. Yeah, right. I... Yeah, but me and Steve did a review on this uh, a while back, and uh, we actually we had a cast member there uh, say the name of the restaurant for us, and then uh, I overlaid her saying the name over us trying to say the name. It's like a little funny thing. Um, but the ice cream there is incredible, and they do seasonal flavors. And if you're a pumpkin spice fanatic... Um, during the fall season, they have a pumpkin spice sorbet, and it is the best thing ever. Best thing ever. I think if we, I think if we wanted to raise money, um, we should have Fiasco read a children's bedtime story in French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and watch what kind of coat hanger this man will take to that language. Um, so... <laughs> Not good. I was Not thinking good. about that yesterday. You said... You said a French word, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like, it's terrible, but it's adorable. It's endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's endearing. It's part so. of me. It's all, it's the, it is the wonder <laughs> that is fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, thank you very much. That's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Fiasco. Thank you, Sean. And thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another edition of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great week, folks.